we're happy to bring in the voice of the Oakland Athletics, Ken Korak. Ken, you got to be feeling pretty good right now, my man. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? Uh, and it, I think the fun is just beginning because we're getting to that point in the season when the schedule really clum, uh, comes clearly into focus. So they've got some great games coming up. No doubt. And, Ken, we were just amazed really at the beginning of the show. We're talking about the different ways the A's are winning games. This weekend wasn't the offensive surge, but they had good starting pitching. Maybe that's an area that's been hurting them in the past, but they've got uh, guys that can knock in runs, timely hitting, an amazing bullpen. If there's a flaw, if right now in this team, what is it? Well, it's hard to say because for most of the year, you would have said the starting pitching because they weren't getting deep into the games and they've used 12 different starting pitchers. And Manaya has been the only one who's been there for the whole year who began the year in the rotation, but they pitched great uh, in the first six games of this homestand against the Blue Jays and the Tigers. The starting pitcher's ERA was under one. Uh, the team did not allow an earned run over the weekend, and they just acquired Mike Fires. So mm-hmm. uh, right now they're clicking on all cylinders, that's for sure. Ken, since you brought up um, pitchers and who they just acquired, could you explain the trade deadline to Jason and myself? Because <laughs> we, we've, we've been well, having a, a, a fantastic conversation about how the A's have acquired two players after the trade deadline. The difference is that after July 31st, if you're going to trade for a player, that player has to clear waivers. And that was the case both with Sean Kelly yesterday and Fires today. Uh, the trading deadline is considered called the non-waiver trading deadline and that's why july 31st is so important yeah but a's adding and that's the key i mean i think we've seen in years past ken where they were sellers but here they are buyers to go with already a young group i I would imagine this is as confident a team that you can that you have seen in a long time because they probably feel invincible at the moment yeah, and I think the other thing, too, and I think we've talked about this in the past, you guys, is there's a little bit of a misconception about this whole notion of the A's being sellers. They've been sellers when they were out in the race. But sure. almost every time the A's have had a chance, they've added to their ball club going all the way back in 1999 when the A's made some key deals, the, the first really important deals that Billy Bean made when he became the general manager, took the reins from Sandy Alderson. So I'm not surprised at all that they've gone out and, and they've done what they did. And I think the acquisition of uh, Juris Familia uh, might have been the most important acquisition that any contender has made this year. Ken Korak with us here, uh, voice of the Oakland Athletics. You mentioned uh, you guys are talking about buyers and sellers here. Was there a point uh, during the season or leading into that July uh, 31st trade deadline that we were just joking about where, someone, hey, we've, we've got something here. We could really make a push at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think it just built. Uh, they had three 10-game road trips during the first half, and they played great in those trips. Uh, the fact they went 4-2 and two against Boston, I think a lot of people thought uh, they would get exposed maybe in some of those trips, and they had a great last series they played against the Astros. They took three out of four down there, and so the confidence, I think, built. And these young players really believe. They work hard. Uh, they have a great work ethic, and they have a lot of confidence, and they came. a lot of these guys came up together in the minor leagues. Now, that being said, I think this might be about a year or so early. Uh, my feeling was that maybe next year would be the year that they would take take that step toward, uh, toward contending. I, I was hoping that this year the foundation would be built for the future success. But, uh, man, they've really been on a roll. I know the guys are just going to concentrate on what they're doing, but you looking at schedules, looking at the landscape, seeing uh, you know how close you are now to the Yankees, how close the A's are now to Houston, 
Um, do you think they, you know, with some injuries to the Astros, uh, Springer getting hurt yesterday, Altuve still not back, how realistic is it to think that the A's could, could actually uh, catch the champs? Well, the head-to-head is going to be critical. They have six left with them, three at home and three on the road. I don't think there's any doubt the Astros would be the favorites to win the division even now as the A's have crept within four games. And uh, to me, it's just these are compelling matchups the rest of the way. And the A's might even have to play a little bit better in certain areas. Uh, I don't think they were great over the weekend in moving up base runner situational hitting. Uh, they had some issues on a couple of pop flies that fell in the outfield. Uh, they're going to have to tighten all that up as they go into this stretch. But this is really, as a fan, you look forward to this, the out-of-town scoreboard, the games are interesting out there. They're meaningful. Uh, but they're going into a stretch now. They have 21 games left against the Dodgers, the Astros, the Mariners, and the Yankees. Mm. Uh, and, you, you know, you live for that, right? I mean, and they've got two games with the Dodgers coming up. Uh, when the A's get back home, they get the Mariners and the Astros. First six games of the next homestand, they have the Yankees over Labor Day weekend. Uh, so, I mean, that's all you can ask for to be playing games that matter and you test yourself and see how you do in, in that kind of competition. Uh, Ken, you know, the public answer is always, hey, we're taking one day at a time, one game at a time. We're focusing on us, focusing on getting better, focusing on this, on that, whatever. When the when the media is away, the cameras are off. The mic, are, are these are these guys, are they talking about the Astros and the Yankees? And are they talking about uh, moving up there in these these playoff ranks? I haven't noticed a big difference, to be honest with you. And I think that's one of the keys to their success. They believe they're going to win. They have a very quiet, even though they have a lot of young players, it's kind of a business-like atmosphere around the clubhouse where they just play. They love to play, and they love to win, and they battle, and they grind every at-bat. And Jed Lowry, who's, you know, of course, not a youngster, uh, has set the tone for that, the way that he, he really battles. And, and so that's been the cornerstone of their club offensively, where they can wear out the starting pitcher the fourth or fifth inning, and uh, it's, it's a business-like approach. So, And the thing about the A's is that you can't have – if you're going to survive a, a, a season where you play for six months, you can't have extreme highs and lows. I think there were a lot of people that were concerned when they were swept over that weekend, weekend before last, in Colorado. It didn't phase them. Uh, that was not a blow. I mean, they lost three straight. They came back after that, and they won six in a row. You know, Ken, when you're on your travels, or for that matter, even if teams coming into Oakland – Opposing broadcasters, opposing organizations, who do they ask you about first? Is it Chris Davis is, or who? I, I'm just curious, who, who do you get asked about most with regarding this A's team? Well, that's a great question. I think one of the first things they talk about is the bullpen because other announcers and people around the game are blown away when you can go Familia, Trevino, and Trinan, and they're all throwing about 98 with sync and great movement. So uh, that's, that's just, just a huge plus for the team. But then as far as the individuals, Matt Chapman is a guy that people love to watch because his defense is off the charts. I mean, he has a chance to be one of the greatest defensive third basemen in the history of the game. I know it sounds like a piece of hyperbole because it's just his first full year. And then Chris Davis is a bona fide power hitter. Uh, he's going to have his third straight year on 40 home runs. And it's very hard to find a guy you can lock in in the cleanup spot. And there's no doubt he's one of those guys. Can you mention these series that they've got coming up with the Astros and the Yankees and the Dodgers? Like, how do you think that they match up uh, against those teams headed down this final stretch of the season? Well, I haven't really broken it down yet. I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it. But one thing, they, they really struggled early in the year against the American League West, and they've turned that around, and they've gotten more athletic. And I think that's been a, a big factor in their success 
uh, in the last four, five, six weeks, even the addition of Ramon Luriano. Mm-hmm. He was called up and played three games and was spectacular over the weekend. So I think they match up a lot better now than they did uh, previously. Uh, you're going to need to pitch. You're going to have to play really well in all facets of the game. But I think that, that the A's have gotten to that point from a confidence standpoint where they feel pretty good about all these matchups. How about the lefties? All series, brief series with L.A., but you got Manaya and Hill and then Anderson and Kershaw. Some pretty good pitching uh, on display the next two days. How have the A's uh, done against lefties this season? Well, they're two games over 500, I believe. I, you know, with the day off, I'm away from all my notes and stuff. But um, I think they're two games over and games started by lefties. So that's not too bad. Uh, normally, a lot of teams struggle against left-handed starters. They have right now a predominantly right-handed lineup. Uh, Kershaw, bring him on. I think that's going to be fun. I mean, I have great respect. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, but I think if you're a fan, why not come out and see the A's who are 33-10 and 10 in their last 43 games and see how they do against Kershaw and the Dodgers this week. Ken, thanks for fitting us in on your day off, man. We greatly appreciate it. It's going to be fun to watch you guys uh, down this final stretch, and I'm sure we'll talk again real soon. Well, I enjoyed it, you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks again. Absolutely. That is Ken Korak, the voice of your Oakland Athletics.